Welcome to Timely Wisdom with Drs. Silas Bradford, Sarita Wright, Brenda Wallace, Carolyn Carlisle, and I am Venice Burns. You can watch us live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time. Follow us on Facebook. Subscribe on YouTube. Today our guest is Dr. Melva Sampson and Dr. Kelly Farrell stepping out. This was recorded on June 8th, 2021. Listen, listen, audience, if you all have not come and join the Ladies of Timely Wisdom in Dallas, Texas, the registration is free. It is absolutely free. Um, You go to cctof.org slash Holy Spirit. Um, Bishop Coletta Vaughn is our pneumatologist, and then we will be here, and we have Dr. Bradford, who is um, leading a session on adoration. We have Co-Pastor Wright that's dealing with the company that you keep. We have um, Brenda Perry Wallace that's dealing with uh, tearing down walls, and so we want you all to meet us, meet the ladies of Timely Wisdom in Dallas, Texas. Again, come on. Put it, um, write it down. Make sure just go in. Registration has to occur. There is a a, a cap on the number of people um, that we'll have in the sanctuary. But yes, say that again, Bradford. It's it is free. what? It is free. Yeah, it is free. Um, your life will never be the same after this encounter. And so um, we are excited about what God is going to do. What God is going going to do in us. So, I mean, on the program, Jay, one of the most phenomenal women of God you will ever have the opportunity to listen to. She's an ordained minister. She's a practical theologian. She's a prolific preacher. Uh, Reverend Dr. Melba Sampson. She's the assistant professor of preaching and practical theology at Wake Forest University School of Divinity. She is an ordained minister of the Progressive National Baptist Convention and an ordained ruling elder in the Presbyterian Church. Her uh, research interests live, uh, live at the intersection of gender, hello, digital interactive media, performance and preaching, She's a creator and curator of the Pink Robe Chronicles, oh. a digital hush harbor that centers faith and spirituality, utilizing the womanist tenets of the redemptive self-love, critical engagement, radical subjectivity, and traditional communalism to eludiate, eludiate the role of sacred uh, memory and rit- uh, ritual in the collective healing of marginalized communities. Uh, she's a seasoned program administrator and small group facilitator. Her published scholarship, our sermons and reflections include Going Live, The Making of a Digital Griots and Cyber Assemblies, uh, After Katrina and Rita, What mm. Must I Do to Be Saved, which appears in the The Sky is Crying, Race, Class, and Natural Disaster, Hell No which appears in the final volume of Those Preaching Women, a multicultural collection of co-edited, that, that's co-edited by the late Reverend Dr. Ella Pearson Mitchell. 
and no redemptive quality, black women's bodies, the black church and the business of shame, which appears on www.thefeministwire.com. She has an earned PhD in religion from Emory University, a master of divinity from Candler School of Theology at Emory University, a master in human communication studies from Howard University in Washington, D.C., and the Bachelor of Arts degree in history and political science from Union University in Richmond, Virginia. We are so excited, so excited to be able to welcome today none other than Reverend Dr. Melva Sampson. Yeah, well, I guess that's Reverend Sampson, Melva Sampson. And not only do we have Reverend Sampson, we have the Reverend Dr. Kelly U. Farrow. She's known in her community as preacher, educator, lecturer, mentor, social justice advocate, political voice, and businesswoman. Reverend Dr. Kelly finished her Bachelor of Science degree as a dual major in business and Bible. That is important because there's always a business side in the church. And then went on to pursue her Master of Business Administration with a concentration in human resource management. After completing her MBA, she graduated with her Master's in Divinity with a concentration in theology and apologetics. Reverend Dr. Kelly has her PhD in education with a concentration in higher education administration. In the fall of 2018, Dr. Farrell created and inaugurated Circle of Sacred Fire, which is a preaching intensive designed to prepare women of color in ministry in the area of preaching. The Alpha Circle a gathered a a diverse population of 20 women to focus on the circle. It's the circle's three fundamental principles, preaching, three, preaching through black church context, preaching with a womanist ethic, and preacher as person leadership development. Circle Nation is expanding in 2021 to inaugurate the new circles to Circle Nation. For the first time, Phoenix Circle will gather women and men to develop the prowess necessary to soar to the next level of ministry and welcome the brotherhood in the fall of 2021 with the sacred space just for men. Wow. Dr. Farrell's interdisciplinary womanist ethic is engaged with all things business and theology. As a womanist theologian, she eloquently bridges theological conversations with best practices and business ethics, organizational leadership and ministry development. Dr. Farrell works in several areas within the black con church context as a minister of discipleship at Double Love Experience Church in Brooklyn and at an associate minister at Co Convent Avenue Baptist Church in Harlem. In addition, she serves as chief of staff to the Women of Color in Ministry Project and mentor in the NYC cohort of the Rise Together National Mentoring Network. The Dr. Farrow has also received the honor and distinction of being inducted into the National Scholars Honor Society for Academic Excellence and was the recipient of the Young Outstanding Women of America Award. My sisters and my brothers, our viewers, please welcome 
Dr. Melva Sampson and Reverend Dr. Kelly Farrell. I hope you got your popcorn. I hope you got your Kool-Aid pickles. And I heard, I saw the buses roll up. Are y'all ready for this? Come on in the room and say welcome to the Hey. hey. How y'all doing? Hey, how is everyone? It's good to be here. All right now. Are we ready? Dr. <laughs> Dr. Melva, I'm a, I'm, we're going to start with you. How are you doing in these COVID streets with yourself? Listen, in the words of the video that is making its way around social media of the great elder, I thank God for being here. Hallelujah. Today is the last day of school for our daughters. And this morning, I spoke a word to each of them, thanking them for making it through for being patient with their parents whose calling is not to be uh, homeschool teachers. Um, and I'm just really, and then I got full. I got choked up um, because <laughs> it has been one. Um, our youngest daughter, Phoenix, did not have a fifth grade. She had no sort of rite of passage from fifth grade to sixth grade sixth grade, having sort of, you know, left her fifth grade friends, never stepped into the school mm. until last week to do mm. testing. Um, she is our more social one. And so it was a real, it was a real thing for her. Um, and our eldest free um, finding that she likes her alone time and us saying to her, but friend, that is not how it's going to be in the fall of 20 and 21. We will return to go back and get what was lost. So, in all of that, um, we are still making it. Thanking God, thanking community, thanking you all. Um, uh, I just feel, you know, real um, walking in my, I know y'all already, many of you all have already been there, but walking in my 50 hood, uh, uh, I'm, I'm feeling myself <laughs> in the words of Beyonce. So, that's where I am. Let me stop right there. <laughs> I love it. Feel yourself. Welcome to the Fitness Club. Yes, yes. I'm glad. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> now, Dr. Kelly Farrell, um, we've been together a few times um, recently. Hey, what, yeah. How, how you doing in these COVID streets? I'm doing. I'm I'm ready and and packing for vacation. Um, I have decided. Oh, wait, hold up. That's that's why. Look, that's why we got the red red lipstick flowing and you flowing like okay. <laughs> you know, yes, you are cute. <laughs> thank you, thank you. No, yeah, I'm, I, I, you know, you need a break every once yeah. in a while, and 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 the past year has been no doubt hard, right? And so we couldn't go anywhere last year. And when I say anywhere, we didn't have any conferences, we didn't have anywhere to burn up any steam, um, no cocktail hours with your girlfriends, um, just being in the house. And so the energy, you burn up some of that energy doing some of those things, and that hasn't happened. So. I'm fully vaccinated. I, I, I asked Black Jesus for about four or five vacations this year. Um, we're gonna roll out with the first one being the VR, and I am ready to go. And you need a good, you need a good work-life balance. You need a good. I, I want to have some play time and some fun time because, look, I don't want to serve um, being bitter and 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 living into um, the bitter Black woman syndrome, which is which is really a lie. Just because we don't have a vacation, we don't have self-care, we don't have no one to help us with our bags sometimes while we're mad. I digress though. So I'm going to take vacation <laughs> so that I can come back and serve with gladness. Like the scriptures say, I still believe the Bible and, and just have a good time. So, so far, so far, so good. 
um, it, yeah, it's, it's been it's been challenging. It's been, you know, you learn something about yourself. You have to spend a lot of time with yourself. Um, so emotionally and physically and mentally, um, it had it has taken its toll, but not for the circle. So the circle saved my life um, in many respects. And when we meet and gather with the women on Fridays, it had been healing sessions and holistic sessions and because um, we hold sacred safe space before we have class. And it was it, it's just a space for black women to be seen and heard and felt and 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 supported in real ways. Not like, oh, hey, girl, how you doing? And you give them the good Christianese answer. But no, hey, girl, how you doing? Oh, I'm not doing well this week. Or I'm angry. I'm frustrated. And walking through that journey with your sister in ministry, it, it helps a lot. So I was racing the Fridays. I was racing the Fridays. And so that kept me. Yeah, for real. Wow. Wow. Thank you um, for, for sharing that. I, I know. Um, and um, I said, and I know some of my members are, are watching this, but a few weeks back, it was the realization for myself. It's like, hey, you just need you need a break. Yeah, you yeah. need to just step back. And um, and I took I did that. And I appreciate them understanding that. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. She need a break. And, and a couple of them even said to me when I got back, oh, yes, you do look refreshed. Thank you for taking a break. But um, but it, it's so important. And and so kind of men mentioning travel, um, I, I, there's a video that, that I do want to, um, I guess, kind of kick off a conversation with um, because it deals with traveling in, in some aspects of it. And, and just so that we can kind of hear your thoughts from it. Some of y'all have given me the title of auntie. And I'm honored. And as we begin to walk through the airport, so, so many of our young sisters in head bonnets, scarves, slippers, pajamas, blankets wrapped around them, and this is how they're showing up to the airport. Not just at the airport, I've been seeing it at the store, at the mall, I've been seeing sisters showing up with these bonnets and headscarves and these slippers. And the question that I'm having to you, my sweet babies, when did we lose pride in representing ourselves? When did we step away of let me make sure I'm presentable when I leave my home. Let me make sure I'm representing the family I created so that if I'm out in the street, I look like I have pride in myself. And I'm not saying Could you please comb your hair? And if you don't want to comb your hair, they got enough shit out here now, baby, where you can style yourself up and look like you have pride. I'm not saying you don't have pride. But the representation that you're showing, someone would have to ask you to know that you had it. So my sweet babies, for the ones that do call me auntie, I love you for real. Even the ones that don't, I love y'all asses too. But the babies that say auntie to me, please listen to auntie. Always have pride in your representation of you, babies. So I'm just giving y'all a warning. If I see you, my Nikki going to tap you and say, hey, baby girl, show you what you worth. Show you what you deserve. So all of those posts that you see celebrities putting out there saying, hey, queen, hey, queen, hey, queen. Well, can we start putting it into action? So I'm asking our wiser sisters, when we see our little babies out there looking like they just don't care, and I'm not saying y'all don't. It looks like it. Can we just tap them? 
and say, baby girl, you deserve more than what you're showing. Represent you with pride, my babies. And that may be a part of us helping our community. Because if you look like you don't give a damn, how you gonna be treated? So, when I say, hey queen, I can only say it to the sisters that it belongs to. Because a lot of us are still in queen training. So if you're in queen training, stop being fearful of taking your position. And queens don't walk around with bonnets and headscarves and slippers and pajamas. That's when you go outside, represent you, baby, like you are worthy and you deserve the title of Hey Queen. A Nikki Love. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. <clears throat> that, that's... <laughs> so did you see the chat? They can't get past. They can't get past how she looks to hear what she's saying. Ooh. So, so, so Dr. Samson and Pharaoh, what what say ye? <laughs> Let me give a popcorn. <laughs> uh, and wait a minute, and, and I got my Kool-Aid pickles, so I'm ready. What is More that? importantly, uh, Dr. Kelly, what, what shade of red lipstick is that? <laughs> what shade of red lipstick is that? Um, oh, dang. Um, it's Max. Um, is it Ruby Woo? Yes, me. Uh -huh. I'm wearing um, lip bar. This is Black Woman. Oh, oh, I'm lost lady. Yeah. Someone mm -hmm. talk about that. I like that. Mm -hmm. I like and they have some beautiful. Uh, we gonna just. We, they have some purples. So I want to try some purples. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love it on you. It just it looks. Good. Thank you. Really, Thank you. you know. I appreciate it. I do. So, viewers, I don't know if you're catching this, but they ain't trying to talk about what old girl is saying. I don't know if you're catching this, but let's 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 um let's kind of move on <laughs> because it looks like they are kind of mute with this um. Ruby, Dr. Challenge, I'll say I'll say one thing, one line, right? Because I, I I still believe in 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 the sages. I still believe that there's something that some people may be able to say, or that folks will say, whether you disagree or not, is just something to consider. Um, I'm not saying you have to write it in you know in holy grail or anything like that but i i i don't dismiss the, the the words of the sages and the sages are people who are older may have had a little bit more experience like dr well dr Renita Williams is a part of a whole sage club right but there are some things that people may say that have a little experience or lived a little bit that we can just consider it ain't it ain't got to be again you can take with a grain of salt if you like and if it's if you find to be truthful okay if you don't okay and that's all I got to say about that. So I'm not, so I did not watch the, and this is my first time seeing the whole um, video. I heard a bit, few bits and pieces and I and, have, remained, and, and, and it's not the whole, like we, we showed okay. it by two minutes. Okay, but go ahead. I have intentionally remained silent um, for, for personal reasons. Um, I live with two girls um, who wear bonnets one, but two and two, because I um, I am cognizant and I own and am aware 
of being raised um, by an older black woman who was born in the South, who migrated to the North, who took on respectability politics as a way to survive, who desired to have um, the attempt the attempt that if I only looked away, coming being a Baptist um, uh, tradition, um, thinking about the handbook that Nelly, uh, Nanny Helen Burroughs sent out the 12 things a Negro must do um, to survive. There, uh, uh, I understand um, that those members of that generation, um, that the attempt was, if you only looked like the part, that maybe this this ratchet society would treat you as human. So I get that. Um, growing up in a time where we wore those pink sponge rollers, and my grandmother would absolutely flip out if you was outside with that pink roller because to her somehow it meant that you were not representing her well and not to represent her well was not to represent the race i get that conversation and to some extent which is why i don't really talk publicly about it because um i get it and i honor it like i acknowledge now raising two very womanish girls that there are ways that i still am locked in the respectability box not that it's right i just can identify where it comes from I can identify why you need a slip. I don't have none, but I can identify, right? I can identify, you know, the 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 value of a good firm undergarment, right? Yeah. Come on, that particular way. Now, here's what I'm saying. What my daughters have helped me, particularly the younger one, have helped me to understand is this bonnet is not an extension of who she is. Um, this is her her ability to be, to stand, to do. And so what I've had to do and say, right, friend, it's not my thing. I don't rock a bonnet. But guess what I do rock? I do rock a pink robe, a bathrobe at that, that look just as dusty as the gray robe Monique had on, right? And so there's not, there's not much that I can say if I show up every Sunday with this robe on, chomping in your face with my tea and my turkey bacon, talking about the goodness of the Lord. I think what people need to be clear on clear on is her the, the the statement she said is to show up like you worth something that's the problem right and i know that our parents and grandparents and church mamas and church fathers i know what was behind that right but but and when we that thinking transcends to folks who wear hoodies or sagging i'm not a fan of sagging listen i'm gonna be clear on that why you talking about it right that's not my thing right and i wish you would bring home somebody who's sagging but i'm saying though i'm not willing to suggest that this is the reason why your humanity should be challenged or this is the reason why somebody should look at you and not think that you deserve to be respected it's problematic it's highly problematic she was highly problematic in the way she delivered that. And I'm just like, friend, at least you could. I mean, I would have taken that better with your exercise clothes on, right? And so there is a way in which what folk want us to do is be A or B. But, you know, um, we have contradictions. And I'm just saying I'm clear about what my contradictions are. And when they greet me like this one has greeted me, I usually just stay silent and try to work on myself so that I can get right. to the place where my lived experience is matching my espoused ethic.
And that's right. why we have to stay on that. The amen. My amen. Lived experience. Yeah, because that's the that's most important part of it. Absolutely. And so that, yeah. which is probably why we both stay quiet on this subject. Because you, yes, you can understand and identify, but we just going to go on. Yeah, and and I, I appreciate both of you with what you just said. Um, when when I I did um, a post on Facebook because I needed to know what the controversy was about, and the thing that I heard the most from those who were millennials was her use of questioning the queenhood of of, of them. That that how then um, was she? How then did she become the authority on who? is a queen and how is that simply defined by what they have on, not even knowing the circumstances of the why they have on what they have on. And so, um, and so it, um, so a lot, so the conversations that I was able to, to garner from those who posted on my page was that I was able to, to see that, that the, their issue was, is that now once again, black women are, um, are coming at black women without necessarily knowing all of, of, of the what was in this, that, that you see them. So you made this assumption. And from this assumption, you came up with this conclusion. And, you, you know what, Dr. Venice? It was real. And then I'm going to get off of this because I'm not going to, I'm getting, not getting paid none of her money to be, to be getting her up out of this mess she in. Um, but is that it was real if the truth be told it was real Juanita Bynamish in, in the sense that that time the many times but that one time when <laughs> that one time when she uh, went live and she was chastising the sistren for yep. tempting yep. the brethren and because oh. they didn't have the appropriate under right oh wow and, so, and, oh, wow. and, 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 and because you could see the imprint yep. <laughs> it oh, is wow. so what i'm suggesting is it comes from the same cloth yeah now now what this is one thing that my daughter my youngest daughter again has been doing and i really see that she is just uh, she is her name is Phoenix. she is a reincarnation of me but on a 25th level when I say something to her about things, if I say something like, oh, friend, and I try to say, oh, friend, oh, that's what you're wearing? And her response to me is, um, are you body shaming me? She's 11. What are you saying? Are you, what's your issue? What's your point? And it checks me real quick. Like, well, I, well, I was just saying it makes me. <laughs> I was just saying, like, maybe you might want to um, do something different. And then she says to me, why? Um, well, you know, because I, I just, you know, don't want, I want people to see you and still think you're 11. Oh, so now you want me to be ashamed of my body? Mm-hmm. Listen, listen. And so what Monique's message is, um, as someone just said here on the live, it was the energy of it that seemed mm-hmm. judgmental. Mm-hmm. That attempt to, if we can straighten, I'm a queen regardless. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, period. And it's not really even millennial. That's not, it's, we on Gen Z and Posey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's who, right? Because many millennials still, if they were to tell the truth, still have the remnants of respectability because many millennials still grew up in homes with grandmas. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. who, who and, and aunties and generations of women who would have passed down um, that type of ethic. So at the end of the day, I think that we are all attempting to be free mm-hmm. and you let people rock their freedom. If it's not something you would do personally, okay. Okay, right. You know, okay. My husband to make a post about it, right? Oh. If it's, you know, I don't personally wear my pajamas outside, but okay. No. <laughs> they hurt me. It ain't doing nothing to me. You know, I, next. You know, Dr. Melba, that, that shame aspect because we 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 have a lot of we we are big in shame culture in the church and in black families and black spaces and so i saw in the comments um you know what is your best foot for it right now um and that does need to be explored one of the reasons why i loved and still love to serve in youth ministry because young people help you stay relative and aware because things do change and what was you know my 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 Foxy Brown and who else? Little Kim and them is their Cardi B. What is the difference? So when folks was out here shaming Cardi, I was like, well, I like Little Kim and the Bear Skin Rug. I mean, I had the whole tape on replay. You know what I mean? So it's like, what what are we saying about those things though? What how are we maybe giving direction and how to put your best foot forward in 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 today's time without the added shame? So, you know, in the church, it said, oh, you should wear a long skirt. You have to cover up your butt. Well, why do I have to cover up my ass for my ass to be accepted? I don't understand. Why do I have to disconnect a part of my body part for the, well, for people to embrace me? And then for years, for, personally, for me, for years, felt ashamed of aspects of my body because it was like, oh, you know, you have... you." that dress is too short or why do you have on the, and, but it's, and, it, and you know, Dr. Melba, it's not what's said, it's the way it's said. Cause we can hear the intonation of people's voice in the shade, in the statement. It ain't like my grandma will ask me that question. She lives right next door. She is Medea and she is crazy. She will ask me mm-hmm. the same question, but it wouldn't have the shame connotation on it. She might actually saying it. So, you know, you might want to look at it to wear something at a different time. Like what's best at, for the for the best in event or something mm-hmm. like that, you know what I mean. But it didn't it didn't make me feel bad about what I had on. But made me think about oh well maybe I shouldn't wear pajamas to the prom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you do, then okay, like Melba said. Here's the other thing though. There's if there's a class issue at play. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. and the class issue at play is that um, our daughters are in middle school. The class issue at play is that sometimes a bonnet is the best I can do because my parents or my guardian couldn't, it had to be between whether we was gonna eat or whether I was gonna get to get my, my weave taken out or my braids redone or or I, we didn't have enough money for me to go get any um uh what's it called any um edge control we didn't have money today and and the grade of hair that i have requires a needs that extra level of protection so i was late this morning getting up because i was trying to be in the mirror my god today i was trying to get myself together to get to school and I already feel a way because I don't have the latest, right? Mm-hmm. And the little bit that I do have up here, I don't have the materials to be able to make it do what it needs to do. Mm-hmm. So the best thing I have is this bond. Mm-hmm. 
And my mama said, I better not miss this bus and I can't miss any more yeah. of school because. So the best thing I have is this bonnet. And I'm going to go out here and I'm going to protect what's under this bonnet because if mm -hmm. you lift this bonnet, you're going to embarrass me. And I'm going to beat you mm -hmm. down. I'm talking for my folk who know what I'm saying. I'm going to beat you down, which is also a response for my attempt to survive before I let you come for this bonnet. So even people <laughs> who are focused on the bonnet, you're focused on the wrong thing. What you don't know is that all five of us live in the travel lodge right now. What yeah. you don't know, you see what I'm saying? And yeah. so what who Monique is talking to, which who she's attempting she's to tell, she's talking to, you know, a class of women who can fly. Let's start right there. Right. Let's well, right there, right? Right. So there's a class issue that is so heavily problematic here, right? Mm -hmm. And it is not the same. Well, I don't want to say it's not the same, but to Dr. Kelly's point, that when my grandmother said, Don't you go out here with your head looking like that, mm -hmm. it was about pride, but her concern was because I want you to be able to get a job. That's because her 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 salvation in the, at the time was was a was in the colonizers concept, right? Right. What these folks are saying or are being is is not just about because I ain't feel like doing my hair or I don't want to get my doobie messed up or you know no some of it is actually about because this is what I got right now. And mm -hmm. this is how I can show up right now. Mm -hmm. And so are you going to serve me? Are you going to minister right. to me? Are you going to be there for me? Right. Or are you worried about this bonnet? That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's right. Because the bonnet is not the most important thing. The service part is, for me, is the most important thing. The wellness of, of, of black women and black men and black children is the most important thing. I've seen Dr. Shakima North in the comments. She said in her Kanye voice, the church don't care about young people. I can't disagree with that. I've I've seen the budgets for some churches. I've I've seen how we pour out or don't pour into wow. young people, but then we want to correct and correct and love. God forbid, Lord, don't use the correct and love statement for me because it don't always come out loving. It don't always come out gracious, right? And so what Dr. Sampson is saying too, what I at least what I hear her saying too is class and and we we speak from a place of privilege sometimes i mean i'm being nice and saying sometimes yeah you talking to people who may be able to fly but what some folks is on the greyhound and and some folks is walking and some folks is coming things together so to make general statements this is why we, we didn't want to talk about this to make general statements it causes a whole situation you know what i'm saying you just look speak to your wheelhouse and, and your your neck of the world um, and leave it at that. And remember to be, the scripture says, be gracious in conversation and try to be gracious in conversation. Yeah, I say. Next. <laughs> <laughs> You're traumatized. And I, I, re I really appreciate it because somebody said about the Greyhound, there was a time when I'm working in Jackson, Mississippi and the duckies was low. Yes, and I had to ride the Greyhound from at from Atlanta to Jackson, Mississippi. Mm. Mm. My husband stood almost in tears. Oh, baby, I'm so sorry you got to ride this bus mm. all the way to Jackson, but I was on the front row. Mm. 
because I wasn't going to with all my stuff all up under me because I the and and to recognize the classism of having had and then don't have and then to get back to have and them have nots so let me tell you is worse when you don't have and you got to go back to have not no mm -hmm. yeah yeah it, it's no. one thing to be a have not, yeah, and you've always been a have not, mm -hmm. but to have been a have, and to go back to have not makes you kind of say, mm, Lord, have mercy, yeah, thank you for having at least had one time because mm. you know what, you're gonna go back to have, you don't want to stay in them have nots for long. This was not a pleasant place, and you and the colonizers have gotten us to thinking mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that we need to be the haves like them, like them. Say that. But have not is relative. Yeah, it is. It's but relative because if I don't have as much as you do, you're telling me that I have not. But in my own space, I have what I need. Come on, that's what you need. To get that's on. Right. That's so right. I think that's when right. we talk we about that, it's relative. So let's... Go ahead. One of the greatest heartaches to me is to see children come in from Africa. Beautiful babies. Smart babies. Intelligent babies. They come in and they're so innocent. They're so pure. And after they spend a year here, on this American soil and hang out with their friends, they start to change. Mm. Because one thing that I, I, I see when I'm in Africa in, in my school, they, they teach that family. They, they work that family. It is important that that family knows what the family rules are, so to speak, mm. the family laws, how we handle each other. But then they get over here and they get the culture thing going and they get selective amnesia. And it, to me, it, it's so destructive. It's so destructive. Mm -hmm. And so when we, we see these babies, the, the, you know, the people with the bonnet on and, and, and so forth, it's the attitude that comes with it. When your attitude is foul and stank and you out there prancing with your bonnet, I want to snatch it off. I'm going to be real about it. I want to snatch it off until you carry your happy butt on back to the house. Because that's really where you need to be. Because that's where you carry yourself. And and when your pajama pants look like you you wear them from the night before, or the week before, I got a problem with that too. I want to talk I, about. I, I guess Rochelle, I, go ahead, Doctor. Okay. Go go no, you go ahead, Doctor. Rochelle McDaniel. She says, "I recognize my place of privilege, and the statements I have made about the bonnet in the airport and the hotel." That is to your point, Dr. Sams, that when you look in the mirror and you understand your place and then you are perpetuating the same behavior as a colonizer, you begin to say, well, wait a minute, can I talk to the person? Do I know what's going on? Do I know the whole story? Do I know the whole context? So, Chrishell, thank you for saying that because we look at someone else and say, well, they could do better, but we don't know that. So thank you for that, Dr. Burke. Um, I, I, and I guess, um, and, and I know that I guess want, want to move forward, but Dr. Wright, and I think also to, to what you said and, and, and how Dr. Bradford has just summarized it, I, I, 
I've seen you in, in Kansas. I, I see how you interact with people. And, and what I've not experienced from you is that you see something and then you'll go make a video or you'll go talk about it over here, but, but not have taken the time to be in conversation with what it is that you see. And I think um, that's part of it that we, we hear in this and in, in what she presented and then even in her rebuttal to what she presented, that in no place um, with, quote, whatever status it is that, that she believes or perceives that she has, does she enter into any kind of dialogue um, with the people, with, with persons? And so so here it is that you, quote, see this and now you go to some other place and you now you now you're going to say what you're going to do while you're making a blanket statement without knowing any of it. And 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 I, I believe that, you know, when someone mentioned what they said in the Kanye voice, the church doesn't care about these young folk. I, I think that has been uh, that is where the uh, so much of the disconnect has been. Right. Is that, OK, we're going to preach and teach about you all over here, but we're not going to go out where you are to just sit down and have a conversation with you to go sit. Let's, you know, where, where, where y'all hanging at? Okay, let, we're going to sit at the basketball court. We're going to go to the rib joint. We're going to go to eat the catfish with you let, and, and just talk with me, not have a relationship, but we make these blanket statements. And and what she did, because she's Monique, whoever that is is to mean that she is, but 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 to 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 do this and and then to equate it with, the Queens, which has been this, I think is, and I know I've seen it for definitely a constant year, you know, of, of, of how we are affirming each other, you know, by a queen, queen, you know, you had this, this queen. And so you're going to hit on this, but yet you yourself, you're taking a, a generalization, heaped it on a group of people that you were never in dialogue with. And I don't know how that's any different that's than generalized racism or sexism. That's so let me, let me, let me, um, mm. I have two more things. That's why I want to move from this, but I have the two more things have come up. I'm going to say y'all. <laughs> it depends. What y'all Jesus do though? Listen, y'all Jesus was with the people, with the people them. Who would have had a bond? Yeah, facts. Well, didn't say, oh, let me roll up from this person who got leprosy. Uh-uh, person right. who not get back. Uh-uh, uh-uh. I could feel somebody with a bond that touched me. Who touched me? Who let your faith make you a friends? I, I, you, and so all of that for me, listen, Eurocentrism is intoxicating. It'll make you dizzying drunk. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You will become so drunk in trying to present yourself in a way because this is this is the contradiction I was trying to speak to earlier. I know what my grandmama was trying to teach me. <laughs> if they would not, if you can't see her as human, then you would kill her. Right. But what she didn't know is ain't no amount of firm garment, ain't no amount of none of that none of going it. to get the colonizer. It's going to help the colonizers see my humanity. 
Absolutely. None of it. None of it. Now, it's one thing if you're saying to me, and even this, because I struggle with this as 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 for my own experience of what the generational trauma has been in my lineage. I struggle with our daughters because of their anatomy. Like they can't help that. They right. Honestly, right? right? Right. And I'm saying, oh, but goodness, how do I protect them from the gaze? How do I protect them from the gaze of folk who are sick, who 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 see them beyond? That's a struggle for me. And so I see myself trying to police their bodies. Right. And so what some of us need to say is that the reason why it rubs us wrong is it rubs us wrong because we feel policed and and the the policing of our bodies triggers us because mm-hmm. we know why folks have been trying to police us mm-hmm. because they didn't want what happened to them to happen to us but right. it happened anyway happened anyway right mm-hmm. and so what i'm saying is is that there is no amount of of of, of there's no amount of of white uh, of calling out, there is no amount of right acting. Don't we say that? Wow. It's not just what if they. There is no amount of right acting that can wow. get you into anywhere where somebody gonna say, "Oh, I believe Doctor Chalice." And even if I show up, Jack, with my bonnet on my head, right? Mm-hmm. No, I might not get the job. But the point is, why am I not getting the job? Because mm-hmm. they set a standard of what is appropriate and what is not appropriate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They set it in our religious traditions. Mm-hmm. They set it oh, in our professional yeah. traditions. Oh, yeah. They set it in our personal and intimate traditions. Oh, yeah. It is set. And so what these folk are, because it's, it's not just young folk who rock bonnets, right? No. What, so what is being, what we are being, I want us to shift for a minute and just look at the opportunity that we are being given. You know what it is? It's an opportunity to escape, to be free. And everybody don't want to be free because everybody don't know that they bound. Because wow. to them, this does not seem wow. like something that, that they are bound by. This seems like something I'm free. And I'm so free. Let me tell you about your dignity. You don't have any. You can't tell me I ain't got no dignity. Right. You can't tell me that. Because the dignity is because I put the damn bonnet on because I didn't want to go out looking any kind of way. Say that. What is your Jesus doing? Y'all done got me messed up now. I'm done with this. That's okay. I'm done with this. Sarah, that we understand that, oh, Dr. Sampson. And that, that is the reason why it's brought up because <laughs> most people see it one dimensional. He can't see it in various ways. And this is why it's brought up, Dr. Sampson and, and Dr. Farrell. Thank you for opening the eyes and uh, allowing us not to see it just in one way, but in several ways. Come on, Dr. Farrell. I know you got the mic. Listen, Dr. Chalice, can we just quit this? But okay, so because Dr. Melba got me worked up too. So, <laughs> listen, Audrey Law said, if you don't define yourself for yourself, you'll yes. be crushed into other people's, yes. right? And that is, in essence, what happened. So Dr. Melba says that they set a standard for, and, and set a standard in our faith traditions in our in, 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 in work and, and put the weight on our backs to meet that. And then when do we get to define our own sexuality? When do we get to define our own education? When do we get to show up the hell we want to show up? 
without there always being some critique and not critique from the white people them, the critique from the black people them. When do we be able to just show up at the church meeting or the family cookout and it not be a problem? Why is why why is America's greatest pastime the problematization of black women's bodies? Why preach? Why can't it just be we left alone, child? And if you feel like you need to help a young person, why not meet them at the well? first preach have a conversation because that's what jesus did right why not just spend some time and develop some relationship and some trust so that your voice will have real power and authority in their life and they know that you love them and that you're really trying to help them there's a deacon on this on on i see her in the chat um from combat deacon catherine coleman she is forever known as aunt catherine Deacon Coleman and Deacon Bryan in the Convent Avenue Baptist Church cared about for real and helped the young people for real, right? So when they would come to us and talk to us about anything, I don't even know if Aunt Catherine ever gave correction as much as she gave a little bit of guidance and advice and let me choose and let me choose, not tell me what to do, but help to guide me to figure it out for myself. And so when Dr. Melba talks about the policing of our, I, I'm just tired. I'm going on vacation. I'm tired because it is like nine million things we have to remember to do and be all the damn time. And it's too much. And you're going to get all these rolls in my two-piece bathing suit. Come, Come on, on. Come now. On. Okay. So why are you talking about these bonnets? The same folk who, because I'm, listen, everything that I'm saying, friends, to the friends on Facebook, everything that I'm saying, it is not, I'm not coming for you. I'm coming right. for me. Right. <laughs> Hear me. I'm talking to me. I'm talking to the ways that colonization has allowed me to golf at the ways that certain, uh, certain types of bodies show up. Right. Why? Because somebody told me that that was not acceptable. So here I am, my whole life at 50, I ain't wearing this because it don't look right. I ain't wearing this because it show too much of this. But meanwhile, my 11-year-old and my 13-year-old are so darn free, honey. You can't tell them that there is nothing that they don't look good in. This is a larger issue. Some of us are still bound. Some of y'all still wear stockings to church. I ain't mad at you. I ain't Thing though, that there I'm are saying. some of you won't wear pants. To tr- you see how this trickle down? How this trickle down? Talk about the lap cloth, Reverend. Talk about listen, you, not, you tell me to put a lap Don't ever send it to me. Don't ever send it to me because I'm sending it back. I don't want to see all that. Listen, and all I'm saying is this. Did you say you were sending it back? I send it back all the time. Ask Hold them who sent it. I send it back every time. Every time. And then when I get up to the mic, I say why I've sent it back. Because I say, friends, I need if you trust me enough to bring this word, you trusted me enough to provide me the invitation. Then surely you trust me enough to know that I'm sitting up here intact. Okay. Intact. All you see right now are my knees. And why is that tempting your knees to take them? If brother can't because it's my knees. Listen, if my knees is giving it to you like this. Then, sir. Then, baby, I don't know what to say I don't to know you. What to say. All I need to say is just thank you. Amen, child. Amen. But you know what? I, I'm go. so grateful for free women and free young people. Wait a minute. Wait a wait, minute. Wait, 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 wait. Because I just left a beach two weeks ago. 
Well, I saw all kind of white folk in all kind of bodies that were all in some two pieces that I'm like, please go cover some of that up because <laughs> it just don't look good to me. And you and and I'm I, I'm okay. I I really and they don't care what they look like. We <laughs> over here talking about. Oh my goodness, my child in a bonnet and some flip flops or some house shoes or some pajamas, and they, at least they got something covered up. I saw oh, some stuff that I wish was covered up. Because Reverend Brenda, they love y'all. I love y'all. I love y'all. This but wait a minute, you, but you are critiquing the black woman's body, but everybody trying to be like the black woman's body. Absolutely. No, you won't help and, Listen, and Reverend Brenda, they, they do that because they've never had to make apology and they don't carry the same weight we got to carry or check off every, you know, check mark to be a level of perfection to fit mm -hmm. in a space that's going to reject us anyhow. Listen, it's too confusing. You know, pick your poison, okay? I, I, I'm well, not with those who, who mm -hmm. make Melba says she's coming for herself, and I and I'm with that, and I'm coming for every system and every damn nation that's trying to keep me oppressed because it doesn't yeah. make sense that it even exists. It's okay for fat white people to be on the beach turning right. red like this, and no one say nothing. But the and minute they're trying to get black like me, show up in, no, no, that's not but they never had to make apology. They, they get to come into a room and not have to say, excuse me. They get to cut you off on the train and they get to do anything they want to do. And we have been taught those respectability <laughs> politics. Dr. Pass, Mel pass, about, the they have, it has, it has ruined us a little bit. Like it has, we have to get out of it. We do have to get out of it. We we should be and are free. And this was a good conversation. But I, I can't talk about no Monique no more. I'm finished. I can't. Oh, we not, we we passed no Monique now. We're yeah. talking about on. Yeah. About the women or society who critiques the black woman's body, but then everybody of every other culture is wanting or looking to be like the black woman body, right? But we ourselves are trying to do something else or do something more to our bodies because society has shared, okay, something is wrong with you, but yet you still, you're trying to be like me. Absolutely. Rose okay. Simpson said we need another 30 minutes to an hour. Yeah, I mean, I keep hearing. <laughs> we, we, we ain't been talking an hour yet, have we? Yeah, we're good. Yeah. Oh. We're good. Keep, let's keep going. Oh, well, yeah. Okay, so then, yeah, we, friend, we didn't, we have in, with our viewing audiences, they know we normally cut off in an hour, but we okay. ask our guests just in case that um, because we knew we had these two power minds with us today, um, mm -hmm. um, that if we could go a little bit longer today. So go ahead. So, so let me, let me, this is a, a nice smooth um, shift, but keeping with what we're talking about. One of the reasons why I say in both my practice and my, my work, um, meaning as a practitioner, as a black preaching woman, and then as um, a scholar who looks at, who studies black preaching women, who taught, who studies this phenomenon of going live, which is both a digital technology, meaning um, this particular digital technology that holds data, but it is also a spiritual technology using the work of Erica Galt, who helps us to understand spiritual technologies are those techniques and skills that work for the liberation of black folk. We know spiritual technologies as praying, 
um, as tearing, as conjuring, um, um, uh, as shifting the atmosphere. Come on, uh, as shifting the atmosphere. <laughs> we know those. And, and so I'm suggesting that going live when, when Black forward thinking, technologically savvy and politically progressive Put politically progressive here because it's not what you think I'm talking about. Just put it right here for a second. When they go live or issue live streams as a digital technology and a spiritual technology, that what they are doing is both being disruptive and reparative. What are they disrupting? They are disrupting the very traditional systems that have policed them and have said that you can only show up this way and be deemed a woman of God and be deemed a preaching woman. They are disrupting the systems of ordination that say you can only be ordained by this usually, even if the, 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 the determining system is diverse with men and women and even closeted folk, folk who have not been given the freedom to be who they are, it is still modeled after a white racist patriarchal system, right? Yeah, absolutely. So absolutely. what ultimately happens is when they go live, when they live stream, when they say, when Timely Wisdom says, we're going to go live, right? Y'all thought you was going live because we in a pandemic. We still want to give a word. We haven't seen each other. Let's catch up. Mm-mm, mm-mm. You were going live because truth be told, there are conversations that you've not been able to have in your pulpit. Ah. So what you did then was you sent out the call, right? Uh, Let's walk it back just a little bit. You sent out the call uh, just like we may have heard, our ancestors may have heard the singing of hymns, wade in the water, wade in the water, children. That means come. Either the Underground Railroad is here or meet us in the Hush Harbor. Yeah, yeah. A signal because there was a way that even though you all are senior pastors in your churches there is a way that your tradition still has you bound yeah not freed you enough to show up reverend brenda to show up enough to be able to say i got to have his robe and i got to have it it's not and so you come to go live because you want to disrupt but then you're also repairing yeah. This conversation has been reparative for some Hallelujah. It was repaired the relationship that they had with their own bodies. Yes. That tonight or after this, they're going to look in the mirror and they're going to look at their three stomachs like I'm going to look at mine. And then we're going to speak to our bodies and say, body, body. ease up on you because this body has been through a lot. It's done a lot. It's experienced a lot. It's laughed a lot. It's cried a lot. It's come through some unexpected diagnosis and it's still standing. You know, yeah. it's come through some losses. Like, I lost some children in this body, right? I lost some loved ones in this yeah. body. You know what I'm saying? I failed at some things in this body. I lost some jobs in this body. I lost some material things in this body. I lost houses in this body. But oh my God, what have I kept in this body? I kept my in this body. I kept my peace in this body. I kept my in this body and for some reason to dr kelly's point because they are so pre pre preoccupied with black women's bodies Uh, won't get real 
with how our own tradition is occupied with our bodies. Come and on, too. We gotta start sacred uh, circle of fire. You know, we we, we gotta start timely wisdom. We have to start modern faith. We have to start in the living room. We have to start movement Mondays. We have to start Pink Robe Chronicles. Yes, because we need to be repaired. Yeah. Yes. We yeah. it is a sad people who will not shout out to Dr. Daniel Black for teaching me this years ago. Mm. It is a sad people who will bring children or, or or rear children in the world without ever believing that they will grow up. Mama, they grow up. Mama, mama, pass on to them. Mm. What have we passed on to them? So we go live. We go live. We go live because it is how we participate. And when we go live, I'm not bound to. This is why I heard somebody saying here, oh, but what that mouth do? I was like, Ooh, listen, cussing is a holy language to me. Out of respect for you. Let me tell you something. Just like wearing the automatic, we got to start asking ourselves, who told us that this is a part of holiness? Who told us? Holiness is not defined by discretionary practices like dressing modestly, fasting. Holiness at the root means right, and right at the root is justice. Mm. So tell me, tell me, what does me having a word about anything, what does me saying damn or hell, what does any of that have to do with whether or not I show up as holy? Absolutely nothing. I just want to help you today. I want to help you today. We had a conversation on Friday and Dr. Callis was with us and you got into holiness and I share with the lady holiness is not what you put on. Right. It's how you treat people. It's how you it's how you show up in the world, whether or not you love a person, whether or not you there for hope. I am. I have gotten suffocated with holiness being whether or not you can wear red nail polish or not. I might have worn my red lipstick as an act of rebellion. I have had enough of the fake holiness because it's not teaching our people anything it's not leading us nowhere and we often come on come on dr melba we often want to focus on what how white folks do us injustice but we have not talked about how we do our own selves injustice how how our own community rejects us how our own hair hasn't been good enough and how my hair and whatever i do however i show up is holy because if 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 the creator created me and all my good creativity and sanctification i am holy everything that i have everything that i come with i i am holy i embody holy the black woman is holy Okay, Dr. Gina said on Sunday, you had the father and you got the son. You might as well go ahead and add the mother. Come on in here. We are holy. But then we have systemic racism, systemic colonization in in our own community that tells us that we are not. And so, yes, Dr. Melba, we do have to create other spaces. There's a whole deconstruction process that goes on in the six weeks of the circle. And women, so the last circle that came out this this spring, they graduated, they named themselves Freedom Fire, for they are free. We go in one way and we come out another way. Because people can't tell you, people, people them, people, oh God, more people them. They can't tell you what God has called you and gifted you and anointed you to be and do. People are finite. God is the God of the multiverse, not the universe. Just because we got one, we can't find the rest. God is the God of the multiverse. Who the hell are you to tell me that I can't do everything?
everything hey. called me to do. Amen. You lying to me today. <laughs> today. Oof. But you yeah. know what, ladies, we carry so much shame. And shame. What, we, what we see in our bodies, what we see on our bodies, what we carry is the shame of a gener- of generational curses. Yes. Of what somebody said that we call we look like ham. Mm. We supposed to be we black folk are cursed. That is a lie from the pit of hell. We are not cursed. We are blessed. We are blessed. We are blessed. And we got to claim our blessing and forget the shame because the shame will keep us bound. You know, it will, ooh, say that is, hallelujah. Mm. Mm. That resonates so deeply because there are so many women um, who struggle to say yes mm. because of this shame, mm. because they don't feel like they fit the mold, mm-hmm. because they um, because they see us. Right. And so here's the flip side of it. They see us, they see you on timely wisdom or they see you in um, sacred um, fire. Uh, They see you on pink road chronicles. And this is the reason why authenticity is so important to me. Ever since I've known Dr. Brenda, honey, she has been authentic. Ain't there ain't a fake bone. What you see is what you get. Cussing and all. Ever since, ever since. Right. Cussing and all. That has been absolutely. So what it is affirmed for me is that the reason I certainly um, was not interested in in professional ministry or or any kind of sort of formal ministry is because I didn't see any models Mm. that were attractive. Mm. The models of ministry that I saw were Mm. sacrificial. Women um, worked themselves to the bone. If they were partnered, their partnerships were suffering because there was no work-life balance. If they were in co-ministry situations with spouses, and here I am using a particular, this is a heteronormative example um, to to raise the point. And so I'm acknowledging that the example is that. Um, If they were in a a heterosexual uh, co-ministry situation, it was usually the woman who was called anyway. It was right. usually her who has the Holy Ghost and not him. Right. But she attempts um, in her way to to acquiesce, mm-hmm. to, to defer, to dim her light. Um, and then um, it wasn't attractive because um, they died. Mm-hmm. And they died because they had given so much that they hadn't taken care of themselves, that they hadn't listened to their bodies the way their bodies were speaking and saying, hey, rest, go Mm -hmm. to the PR or don't do that today. Let's and I'm not suggesting that this hasn't happened to those who um, are male identified. I'm not. But I'm talking about us right now. I am truly in my womanist bag. I am centering our um, experiences. And so, you know, don't if you on here then that's what i'm talking about okay so i I, I never wanted to be there weren't any like why would i want to do that why would i why would i not want to live excuse me someone in my eye like why would i not want to yeah like no i mean i I don't want to do that i want to be and you know at the time i'm single 
and I want to be in relationship, right? And I'm young and I'm in DC and why would I ever do that? <laughs> it's a full no for me. And so I think that um, what this digital age does for us, in my opinion, is it then speaks to the the people that I would call um, middle grounders, meaning, um, the, or no, let's call them, uh, I'm gonna call them air walkers. That's what I'm gonna call them. That's something new right here just for y'all. I'm gonna call them air walkers. And why are, because they walk the air in a way that they transcend all of these other hierarchies, hierarchies that have kept us down. So like for instance, um, who's on here? I can just pick one, Portia. Portia uh, Gates is on here. She's an airwalker. Why? Because portionality media is absolutely doing ministry. Absolutely. <laughs> she is absolutely ministering to the folk through her podcast. I can look at some more. Glincy Rhetoric Redrick is an airwalker. Mm. Why? Because Glincy is doing work with the people in the Poor People's Campaign. She's mm. gathering single mothers there in Charlotte. That's preaching. But somebody told us that the gospel has been uh, con can only be confounded to the brick and mortar space of the sanctuary. Right. So what you all are doing in timely wisdom is yeah. you are disrupting the spatial politics. Who yeah. what Reverend Kelly is saying, the beauty about Mother Audrey's quote around having yourself defined by others. Mm -hmm. What she was, what she was also talking about is, some folk had some white feminists had invited her to a panel, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and happened to have it right here. The oh. white feminists had invited her to a panel, and mm -hmm. she was she was chastising them mm. for inviting her last minute and saying that they wanted to be in solidarity, but mm -hmm. not giving her the respect. Back yeah. to speak of her first. Mm. So her testament to them was you cannot use the master's tools and then say you're going to be free. Mm. Your silence is not going to ever protect you, right? And so what are the ways, sistrin, that we have been silent and we know that we've been silent? What are the ways that we've been silent and we have benefited from that silence? Yeah, yeah. That's the issue. Yeah. Yeah. That's the issue is that yeah. we have to disrupt because benefiting from it, like we want to tell mm -hmm. the truth and how we become comfortable in our captivity. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you can't, you, you, we're comfortable captives. Yeah. And yeah. the thing about when I think of, of, of the whole stepping out, Dr. Kelly, mm. what Dr. Kelly does for me, there's the, there's the question I just got, this piece is fresh from won't God do it. I had my therapy session today. And um, one of the things that the, the, the my therapist, uh, shout out to the black women uh, therapist, uh, one of the things that she um, had me ask myself, and mm -hmm. I want to share it with you all. She said, there seems to be, you seem to have this need for male validation. Mm -hmm. ah, I am being so vulnerable with y'all right now, mm -hmm. but it's also a characteristic of what a digital hush harbor is, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so it sent me to write this, and I just want to share it, that the need for male validation runs deep. Mm -hmm. I often wonder if it is the result of a simulation in the new Americas. Mm -hmm. Commencing usually in nuclear families, male validation is tied to safety. Mm -hmm. Safety, whether perceived or actual, is attached to worth, 
The absence of worth leaves room for insecurity, which is a derivative of safety or the opposite of safety. There is no safety in truth then because truth bears witness to reality seen and unseen. The need for male validation then is fueled by desires to be accepted, acknowledged and affirmed. Often black women broadly and black preaching women specifically have silenced or traded our truth for deference. Yeah. What has it profited black preaching women? Mm. My God today. What has it profited black preaching women to forfeit our truth, to mm. collude with patriarchy, to gain visibility? Black women are bleeding out in plain sight. Mm -hmm. They shrink, they shrink with the hope mm -hmm. of hearing in return, good job. Mm. Mm. We need new models. <sighs> we need new models. Oh my God. We need new God. models. Okay. My God. Okay. We need new models, friends. We need sacred fire. Yeah. I, my schedule didn't allow me to, to, to do what Reverend Kelly asked me to, but I hope she asked me again. Yeah. We, yes. we need new models. We, yeah. we need new models. Because my, my daughter, one of my daughters has the gift. She has it mm. she, to do this kind of work. They both do, but in this particular way. But she won't ever come if she thinks it's this. Mm. If, if it looked like this to her, mm. she ain't about to do that because she can't question in this space and her name is free and mm -hmm. anything that challenges her freedom she's never going to because she lives into the we need new models change your name change your name i i told jesus it'll be all right if you change my name that's why it's b brenda wallace at gmail.com b because mm -hmm. i'm gonna be who i be and i don't care i i live long enough Hallelujah. That I don't need no validation <laughs> from black women, white women, black men, white men, Asian men, Hispanic, nobody. I don't need no validation because God has already stamped my head. Stamped it. With freedom. I thank Dr. Boba for being vulnerable and transparent because that's yeah. one of the things that we need more of because that vulnerability one of the white women i like to yes sir. is dr Brene brown and yeah. dr Brene says that the antidote to shame is vulnerability vulnerability that's what she said because it promotes connectivity mm -hmm. right and creativity um and when when dr melva landed in worthy right and and because i have struggled with worthiness because my father was absent, right? So it's almost where Dr. Melva is with a, with a splinter off because it, it branches into other things, right? So you had you develop um, um, fears of intimacy and you develop you know commitment struggles and and all of those things. And I didn't realize so over my sabbatical um, last December, early January, I read fewer of Dr. Brown's books, and I didn't realize that worthiness was attached to that. I didn't realize worthiness was attached to shame. 
and to and to to get the muck in the mind because when, when we when we talking about progressively being free and moving forward we have a lot of layers to remove and shame is a part of that layer and so to remove that shame we have to we we have to dig deep we have to I, I, dr melba i was looking for a black girl therapist today in, in, in my sister circle group we were we were sharing black who has a black girl therapist right because we need to be able to talk about these things to get them off of us so as we create these spaces there's no transference Right. And that we, we as we are free, other women, other men can be free because they're going to look at us. The, the scripture says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Well, people are going to bite of your life and do that. And if they bite into you, what are they going to taste and see? Right. So we have some hard work of our own to do. And part of that hard work for me in this season is wrestling with worthiness in those areas and letting go of shame, letting go of feeling like because my father didn't think and maybe he did because I don't even know. Right. You have to challenge that. But maybe because he wasn't there, he didn't think I was good enough and transferred it into me not being good enough when I am all of that and good enough. And actually, if he did choose that is his loss because he missed out on a door. Yeah. That's right. And that requires therapy. And, and I, I just want to, I heard Dr. Melba say we need a new model. We do. I want to offer just today to take out a piece of pencil, a pencil and a piece of paper, write down a list of what you shamed of, mm. write it, make it plain, and then burn that crap. No mm. shit. Burn that shit up. Once you write it down, burn it and let it be a sweet fragrance of ashes to our God. Hallelujah. I'll say, Dr. Brenda. Dr. Chalice, what, what's happening? Yeah. With you, I see, I see the I see your physical response. Um whew. all of this about um how God is using timely wisdom to open up doors, to open up hearts and free people. It's just, it's overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Because as Dr. Burns said over um, what um, Dr. Wright about 18, two years ago, when we sat in the same living room, just loving on each other, just getting to know each other, we had no clue that this was <laughs> going to happen. Mm -hmm. But God said, I am going to do a new thing that will spring forth and bring forth new women, new love, new hearts. I mean, just this is a blessing to hear and to see the two of you just go and be free in who you are, who God has called you to be. I'm so grateful what God is about to do in Winston-Salem through you. I'm Amen. so grateful to hear what God is doing in your life as it relates to your ministry that you're sitting on because you think Winston-Salem is not ready. I'm so excited mm. that God is about to do some great things right there in little old Winston-Salem through you because they need to be liberated in the name of Jesus. They need a new lesson, a new model. And guess what? You are it. it. You're it. So stop sitting on that and go ahead and move the way God 
God has called you to move the way God has said do it. And God told you this four years ago. You just didn't know you were going to be in Winston-Salem doing it. Mm. So today, after four years, this mm. is the day that you're going to start doing it. Get all of that paperwork that you had started. Get those two proposals that you had and do it. Mm. My God, today. So those two proposals that you have, yes, ma'am. It's time to dust them off, get it together, and let's move forward. Hey, God. Hey, God. Uh, no more. Mm. No more will we walk on our, no more we sit on our hands because right. we don't think the city is ready for it. Right. The stuff you telling us right now, let's go on and move in it. My God, today. Mm. <sighs> so you ask, you're asking me what is going on right here? Yes. Because God has used Dr. Burns, Dr. Mm. Wright, Dr. Wallace, Dr. Mm. Carlisle, Dr. Shazetta Thompson Hill, mm. and Shalice Bradford to open the doors. <sighs> to let somebody else in. We are just the beginning. But there are so many other women behind us who are ready for greatness. This is just the beginning of what God is about to do. So we are ready to move forward in God. We are ready. We are ready. We are I'm free. Tired. We are ready. Can I just say this? I am tired of sitting. Can I say this for the, for the viewers in the room? We gotta be sick and tired of sitting on uh, our hands, mm. sitting on mm. our blessed assurance, and not doing mm. what God has called us to do. So what? They say you can't do it, but I promise you, if you step out in, what they gonna do? What they gonna do? Mm. But mm. look at you and say, "Oh well, go ahead then. I, I guess you can do no boo boo. I don't need your affirmation. I don't need your approval because, at, nor do I need your permission. I am going to do that what part. Call me to do, no matter what." That part. You ask me what was going on, mm -hmm. and I mm -hmm. tried not to say anything, and, I, and, and the tears just kept rolling. But here we are. Here we are. No more are we sitting on our blessed assurance, but we're going to do what God has called us to do. I don't care if you're in the church house, the mm -hmm. hot house, or the crack house, baby. You better do what God has called you to. Do. Yeah, yeah. Woo. Mm. Hallelujah. 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 Mm. We receive everything that you have poured out and everything that you have spoken and shared with us. Mm. And I'm going to tell just for those unbelievers, those wanderers, I've not talked to Dr. Chalice. We don't even talk like this. She doesn't even know today. Mm. She does not even know today that I have been in three meetings. Mm. about proposals mm. today that I wasn't even sure if I was going to be able to show up here because in another meeting I was so triggered and mm. so rocked because the model mm. I don't fit in the model and that's okay mm. I was having this conversation and my spouse your words have spoken so true that he was just passing through this room and now he's stuck in here Mm. Fear got him. I want to thank you mm. for opening your mouth mm. with the level of boldness and for speaking not to 50 year old male. 
Come on in here. We're speaking mm. to 10-year-old Melva. Mm. To 18-year-old Melva. Mm. To speak to for reminding her for spirit using you for you being the portal. To remind mm. me that I am who I've been waiting for. Mm-hmm. Hey, God, glory, hallelujah, that each of us are whom we've been waiting for. If mm. we were together, work together. I, if we were together in the same place right now, I would have you lay your hands on me. Mm. But I can feel the energy already. I don't need you because it's a heart to heart, breast to breast. The energy is through the screen. I already feel it and receive it. Mm. I already am experiencing the healing in the innermost parts, uh, mm. things that got lost in the fire that I thought would never be returned. Hallelujah. Hey, God. Ah, my goodness. my! And it ain't just for me. Mm. It's for all of us here. It's for those folk on this live. It's for those folk who will catch the replay. I can never say thank you enough. You I have walked in the fullness of the spirit today. One day I will tell you the story mm-hmm. of just how clear you have walked. Mm-hmm. One day we will publicly share just how on point you were. The spirit has been through you on today. And I thank you. I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Whew. Oh my God. I say, and that, listen, listen, and that, friends, that's what happens when Mm -hmm. this is why this is a digital hush over. You know why? Because it creates it creates a couple things. One, it, it, it is characterized by believing that the people here are radical subjects. What does that mean? Mm. It means that we are self-determining. Yeah. That in the world that has often seen us as objects, we show up as subjects. Mm. We show up as not to be objectified, but let me subject you to the witness and the power of this Holy Spirit. Yeah. Next, it is characterized by imagination. This digital hush harbor, this timely wisdom is imaginative, which is futurist. We call it Afrofuturism because what the spirit just did for you, for me through you, was it futured me. Hey, God, it sees me right now in the present, but it futures me. It makes me produce a future. That's Afrofuturism. And finally, it returns me. It tells me to go back and get what was lost. Yeah. And then how are we able to see that? We see it because then vulnerability is a primary characteristic or a, a primary outcome of the digital hush harbor because in our vulnerability, it creates solidarity and it creates intimacy. Mm. That's why the digital hush harbor is not church. Right, right. Because right. in our attempt to assimilate, mm. we have taken too much, we have taken on too much of what it's not. And so now we gotta walk our way back. You can't do this on Sunday morning. 
And it's not a diss to Sunday morning. That's not what Sunday morning is for. But you can do this here. And you see just how you brought, you don't even know the edge that I was on. You have no, you do know. The, 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 you walk me back from the, as the, 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 the soap opera. I used to watch that soap opera, the, the, the edge of night. You, you, you brought me back from the edge of night. And that's mm. what a hush harbor does. You go to the hush harbor because you want to release. You go to the hush harbor because you need a release. You go to the hush harbor because you want to reconnect with your spirit. Yeah. After all day long being in a system that has captured your body and capsized your soul. After all day long trying to figure out your worth, you need to feel a way to a clearing. And that's what this space is. That's what it is. And for those who ask me what's next, and for those who are saying, oh, you know, I'm going to give me a lie. I'm going to go live. No, that's no. Yeah, no. Friends, we're here to tell you that for me, if you're not following that that new model of what I just said, you, you're you only reproducing. You're only reproducing, right? Um, but this is, a, this is in, a, in the words of Dr. Katie Cannon, this is an emancipatory space. Yeah. Uh, This is like uh, we are engaging in in her word, an emancipatory historiography when we when we tell our stories. And so the next space, at least for us and for for Pink Road Chronicles is um, we're moving um, as I'm moving out. (laughs) Come on, Reverend Shalis. You know, we are including um, a membership subscription. Amen. Um, community is a part of because part of the other reason why people are not compelled is because people don't want to be broke. Right. Amen. Somebody. Right. Um, but the work that we are doing is worthy of its hire. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is worthy of that. Right. And that as much as folk have contributed to things and to corporations right. that are not concerned about what happens in our community. When I look at my checkbook registry at times, I offend myself by how much money I have given to Target. Mm. Uh-huh. And it wasn't until Target got called out that they even started to be concerned about what was happening in our communities and they're still not doing enough. So what does it mean then for communities to support those who are walking with them, not talk about them, not screenshot, look how much they, because you send me messages and you ask me to pray for you, but you don't understand and recognize what is required when we pray, right? You you, you have all sorts of requests and, and there is a way in which as women in ministry and as black preaching women that we have to become or that we no longer be afraid to speak out loud what our need is, but more than that, to your point, like what our worth is, friend. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, this is if you spend six to six dollars at Starbucks every day, some of y'all twice a day. Go to go. Here's another exercise for you. Go to your phone app right now and begin to scroll and read down all of the apps you have. Mm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got Netflix. You got Hulu, you got the Disney Hulu package, you got HBO Max, you got Showtime, you got the Calm app because you want to get your spirit right. Uh-huh. You got Apple Pay, uh-huh. you got Spotify, mm-hmm. you got Tidal. You don't need Spotify and Tidal, but you got them both. And uh-huh. Apple Music. Listen. And all of that 
at base level is ten ninety nine, and mm. once you get your add ons, I'm just saying, for the black women who yeah. are tilling the soil, yeah, who are tilling the hard ground, who are doing the work, who are showing up, who are not even connected to traditional spaces, we are worthy, worthy. of that higher. And that's what's next. That's just one of the things that's next for us. The other thing that's next for us is that Pink Robe Chronicles in connection um, uh, 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 with um, uh, One Love is doing um, a three-city music and arts festival called One Love. Mm. Mr. Salem, Miami, and Houston. I'm telling you, you... You don't, you, 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 She skipped Dallas. Did she skip Dallas? Houston. I did. We come back to Dallas. She's. So, so, so I'm saying that I'm going to stop talking because I'm going on. It's just, it's just, it's just. Um, she's with us, but she's skipping Dallas. She, she, I come back to Dallas. Just, I, now I got relationships with y'all. We didn't have relationships. <laughs> <laughs> so we a minute, so don't don't even start. Next, clean, clean it up, clean it up, Doctor. Clean, clean it up, clean it up. It's okay, Doctor. <laughs> you, you got a chance. Yeah, on, 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 on the end of the month. month. Yeah, you got a chance. Say, on the end, say, end uh, of the month. Come on to Dallas. I said, jump on in, Doctor Kelly. <laughs> Yeah, now what I want to do, I'm Kelly, um, Dr. Kelly, I know you are, God is using you to empower women, to impart into them, and God is using them to do the same. And now you have broadened your horizon and entered men into the faith. So I want you to talk about what God is doing through you so the women can join what you're doing. And and before she starts, if you all could give us your cash app, please, so oh, we can thank post you. it. Um, thank you for that. Um, sure. Okay. So we know okay. that cash do, do the cash, cash first. Out. Oh, cash out first. Okay. Hold on. You can just tell Let's us. We'll type it. All right. I had to look it up first. Sometimes you're doing <clears throat> so used to my mind be failing me. Oh no. See, I gave you the wrong one. See. <laughs> It's the circle seven and spell out the word seven. The circle seven. Yes, Reverend Portia. She said, "Word people want the best of us and expect expect us to be free ninety nine all the time, and to be grateful for our for a donation. We are worthy." Ashe, it's the circle seven. Of oh, the circle seven. The word the the circle seven. Yes. Valentine, the circle seven. Yeah. And shout out to Reverend Portia. Shout out to all of the circle community that's on here today. So Reverend Portia serves on our board. Cairo Circle is our board of dynamic women who inertia this work together. Um, the antidote to jealousy is partnership mm. um, and collaboration. Um, and so we have the wonderful Maria Crompton, Portia. I call her the Reverend Good Dr. Reverend Portia D. Um, Jennifer Watley, Monica Ashley. Um, Leah Jackson, my loving Leah Jackson. Yeah. 
<laughs> and Selma Harris, who is in San Antonio, Texas. Um, all those women come together and collaborate um, with myself in trying to provide the, the best educational, scholarship, um, interpersonal, intangible experience women can have in community. So our, our, our cultural hashtags are sisterhood, community, and scholarship. We rest solely on Black, black scholarship. Um, we like to consider ourselves a mini HBCU. Um, and so typically we had run um, started in 2018, we had run a nine week. And then when COVID hit us last year, we pivoted really quickly and offered a six week, um, six weeks at every other week. And so look, there are some tangibles that you certainly will get in the circle. We call it the circle because sometimes circle of sacred fire can be a lot to say five times, but that's what black Jesus says. So that's what it is. And so we give it a hashtag, the circle. And so the circle, we, we come together under the auspice of, talking about, learning about, preaching through the Black church context, knowing that our context is unique, right? It's not like white church context. Um, and even if you are a Black woman who serves in a white church, we talk about how to preach sacred Black rhetoric without leaving your Blackness out, even if you work in a white congregation, right? And then our second is, second pillar is preaching with a woman is ethic. And there are so many um, myths and lies out here about womanism. For me, womanism is freedom. Put womanism equals freedom for me. Um, and so, but a lot of women don't know about womanism um, and neither do men. And so we talk about how to add a womanist ethic to our, our, our sermon, sermon design, sermon construction. Um, and our last pillar is pre-dress personal leadership development. Some of what I feel like we saw today with in the person of Dr. Melba Sampson and, and Chalice and, and Vanessa and all of us, <coughs> excuse me, is authenticity. And sometimes we get into ministry or we not get into, but we are inertia into ministry. We're called into ministry and society and church and other people make us think we have to be other than what God has called us to naturally be in order to do this thing. And so preacher as person leadership development is, is, is critically important to the preacher. So you can show up in the pulpit as your authentic self, preach as your authentic self, be served as your authentic self. I love Dr. Shakima North and Portia D because they show up as their authentic selves in ministry. And people respond to that. Folks need to know who you are and, and, and feel you, the warmth, the funniness, the kindness, and all those things. And they need to know, like Dr. Vanessa said, when you need to take a break because you're tired. And and being oh and, and look, giving us enough space to create that space to say that. And whether someone likes it or not, we still go and do that because we know in order to serve well, we need to be built up, edified, all of those things. So we have preachers, personal leadership development. So our cultural hashtags, along with um, our preaching pillars, kind of design what the circle does and do. And so for six weeks, we go into a bubble, really. And we, 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 we steal away some time. And um, and we we it's cohort style, so there's never really more than twenty to twenty five women at a, in a session. Um, so that way you can create community, right, and have some interesting conversation and have conversations like we just had today. Because some, while it, it might be comfortable for us to do it, some still are learning how to be free enough to share what they're really feeling. And and so we have um, sacred space at the top of the class, and we have conversation, but all through the conversation all through the sessions. It's okay to show up as you are. It's okay to show up vulnerable. It's okay to have, we, we need your voice is what I say. We, we, it's okay to have a voice and, and it's welcomed here, right? So you are seen and felt and heard. And so for six weeks, 
we you certainly know how to write a sermon and you certainly learn how you know to to you you have a preacher's think tank and so we certainly know how to give feedback and and admonish each other and how to edify each other in our preacher moments um and you certainly grow in that space but there's there's so many Philadelphia's on here um Maria's on here there's so many intangibles that the sisters get right that I that I'm still really unpacking and finding out that that blesses seriously addresses me and so then we have something like creating your own space with dr chalice was a part of on saturday creating your own space is for us to come together and talk about all things business and all things social entrepreneurship and all things ministry because look you might be like dr Sutton said you might be called into something that you don't see yet you want to you want to create a new model well then how do you do that and how, how do we do that and talking about having the encouragement to do so and and bridging that gap to do so and so it brings us forward to the next circle that the lord has placed in my heart is phoenix circle um the mythology of a phoenix is that they they have this long brilliant life and when their life is over that they bust into flames and they're reborn from the ashes of those flames interesting enough kind of like resurrection you can be reborn from your own ashes. And it's, it's really important to know that being reborn from what you thought was what you thought was over, what you thought was not good enough, what you thought that people were shaming you for, you can be reborn out of those places and should be reborn out of those places because they teach you something new. Right? So Phoenix Circle, we're gonna come together for the first time with the men and the women, because the men have been getting on me about why they don't have no space. And listen, I don't know why you don't have no space. I got all the <laughs> All I'm saying is that initially this is for the women them, right? Um, howsoever, um, the spirit, I, I I do love to serve and I do serve the body of Christ as a whole. So I, I get why the Lord is pulling me in this direction. And so we're going to come together. But this is the first time I'm not teaching the sessions. Typically, I teach the sessions along with some what we call visiting scholars. Um, Dr. Reznu Sharp is going to be teaching preaching to the black church context. Um, Dr. Stephanie Crompton is going to be teaching preaching the woman's ethic. And Dr. John Faison is going to be teaching um, the leadership development portion for us. And we're going to come together over the next three weeks in July. And my hope is that it'll raise us to where we are going in our next level of ministry, where the Lord is trying to push us to the next level of ministry. Um, and this fall is the men. And so the men have, they, they finally have, the, it's only just them. And they finally have their sacred safe space. Um, the most, the one thing I'm most excited about in regard to the men's circle, um, is that they're going to be, they're going to learn womanism from a womanist <laughs> because there's some misconception among the brethren about what womanism is. And so the good Reverend Dr. Um, Yolanda Norton, creator, creator of Beyonce Mass is our womanist in residence for the men. Um, along with Dr. F. Bruce Williams, who's a wonderful pastor preacher. He's doing now preaching to the black church context and Reverend Dr. Avery Danish is doing leadership development. And so I'm excited about this exponential space um, that God has taken us in. And in the fall, we actually also have um, Dr. Janine Porter. She's going to do our leadership development section. Janine is fantastic um, in leadership development. So this this year is finished, Dr. Chalice, and we actually already into planning in 2022. So, and I'm thankful for God's grace. Here's, here's um, what I need both of you to do. Um, put it in the chat. How can they join your sessions? Um, how can they get to both of you? Um, Pink Rope Chronicles, where can they go to buy the merch? And how can they join your sessions, Dr. Farrell? Um, please, um, Timely Wisdom viewers, check out the Zell, um, Dr. Samson Zell and her um, PayPal. Send a donation. 
Dr. Farrell has put her cash up in the chat section. Time of Wisdom has as well. Please send a donation because God has done a mighty work here today. Mm, wow. Thank you, um, Dr. Sampson, and thank you, Dr. Farrell. And again, um, our viewing audience, um, thank Dr. Sampson and Dr. Farrell um, by showing them some love um, through um, through monetary means. We bless you and thank you all so much. Just hang around for us just for another few moments backstage. Um, thank you for being with us. Uh, Dr. Wallace. Well, hello everyone. One of my very, 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 very favorite professors at the ITC was Dr. Randall Bailey. He is a, well, he's a liberation Hebrew scholar. And he can pull from the text what you don't see. Wow. Mainly, he, part of his uh, ministry has been to liberate folk it, from the text using and finding how sex was used and what sex is it, what sex is in the Bible and how we misinterpret sex in the Bible. So uh, next week, none other then the Reverend Dr. Randall Bailey will be our special guest. Sex in the Bible, y'all. Sex in the Bible. Y'all gonna want to miss that. Sex in the Bible. Bye-bye. Next week, All same right. time, same place. Bye. See y'all. Timely wisdom. God bless. <laughs>